Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Delta Flyers with Tom and Harry as we journey through episodes of Star Trek Voyager. Your two hosts along this journey are my fellow Trek actor and guest star of the 1990 Quantum Leap episode, Good Night, <laughs> Dear Heart, Mr. Robert Duncan McNeil. Oh, wow. And myself, your favorite forever ensign, Garrett Wong. Remember, you can get the full version of this podcast by signing up to become a patron at patreon.com forward slash the Delta Flyers. Oh, my gosh. I'm reaching deep. I'm you reaching are really quantum deep. quantum leap. Yes. Nice. Yes. Wow. One of my favorite shows, by the way, when I was growing up. Yeah. I love that show. So yeah. I'm sure I saw your episode uh, not knowing that that was you. Well, did you look similar to how you looked in Masters of the Universe? No, no. They like no. cut my hair short. And oh, your short hair? Greased oh. it back like ah, 50s You're style. a 1950s guy. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. He was a real kind of shy, quiet. He was in mm -hmm. love with the, as I remember... I haven't thought about that in years. <laughs> I remember, I think my character was in love with some girl who died and was heartbroken. Oh. And, and Scott Bakula was investigating his quantum leap style. Right. And discovered that she was killed by like her best friend, a girl oh. who was in love with her, but it was forbidden back then. Oh. So there was some interesting stories in that yeah. episode okay. and uh, my favorite memory of quantum leap was going to the looping stage i went to go do my looping my adr stuff and uh scott bacula was there he, he was great on set by the way okay, he was good. such a he was amazing and, and that's what i hear about him so he deal. was yeah and i've worked with him a few times and he's always amazing but my best memory of quantum leap was going to do my looping mm -hmm. and i got there and he was finishing up his looping and his kids were on these blankets with toys on the floor. And I remember <laughs> just going in and going and thinking, my God, like he's here doing his looping and he brought his kids, his kids. and they're playing and he's hanging out. And what a good guy. Like <laughs> I remember that, that looping as we crossed paths, just going, He's an awesome guy. Well, right? you know what? It influenced you because you did bring your child to set yeah. to uh, the looping stage once as well. I was scheduled after you. So you were before me. And so when I arrived, <clears throat> Taylor was there. Your oldest child was with you at the time. And then she was doing some, of course, she goes, Garrett, look, this is my new dance routine. And she started doing, the, she started <laughs> showing me her, she started showing oh, me this wow. choreographed dance you know she took dance i guess when she was yeah. very young so she, yeah, was, she, she was twirling around showing me all these moves and everything and i was like <laughs> that's wonderful taylor i need to uh, work right now please can i please come work now it was so funny it was almost like time would stop when your daughter was around you know? oh yeah so, she would yeah. take over for sure well, here's a question that's for like you. scott bacula that, yeah. yeah very much like scott bacula did you yeah. um when you directed enterprise did scott go quantum leap like that did he remember you from the show i don't think he remembered oh that's too bad. i don't think he remembered it in detail because he made so many episodes yes, yes but um you refreshed his memory though his sure. partner yeah um chelsea field is her name mm -hmm. chelsea was in masters of the universe with me as what she was tila and she's awesome. Yeah. And so when I worked with Scott on, on Enterprise, we talked right. a lot about Chelsea and mm -hmm. the memories I had with her and working yeah. with her on Masters and things yeah. like that. Oh, very cool. 
Yeah. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, let's talk about our show now. <laughs> yes, let's do it. So this week's episode is yes. The Disease. This is mm. the other big Harry Kim-centric episode for season five. Uh-huh. Timeless being the the other, the main one. And then this was the kind of the, the secondary primary episode for my character for this season. So I'm oh, going to yeah. ask, yes, I'm going to ask you to guess who do you think the director was on this episode i'm gonna give you three guesses and yes. and let's see if you get it because i i already know because i worked on the episodes so i remember yeah. but let's just see disease. If you can pull out the disease i'm gonna say this is david livingston you're right so- uh, was i right <laughs> yes you That's took funny. you took the odds on favorite first i was waiting I for the more obscure i should have said give me the more obscure choice first yeah, and then no. i would have said what's the yeah it was livingston oh, <laughs> so funny. yeah you're right about that that's um funny. all right so let's uh let's go watch this episode let's do and, i'm excited uh, now wait 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 here, okay who wrote the teleplay <laughs> who wrote it disease i'm gonna say ken biller wrote this one Okay, you're close. Really? Yeah, you're kind of close. So. Oh, All right. Well, I'm, wait, I'm, uh, yeah, you're 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 batting. I am that. Yeah, you're doing well. Right you're, you're doing very well. I'm very, I'm very wow. surprised. I'm very surprised. Okay. okay. All right. So let's go watch this episode, the disease, and we will be right back with our recap and discussion of the disease. Mm-hmm. Hey, everybody. We are back. Yes, we are. <laughs> all right. So first of all, you yes. are correct. You're correct on David Livingston being the director. And yes. you were halfway correct on, on Biller yes. being the it's story by Ken Biller, teleplay. Because I mm-hmm. asked you who did the teleplay. That's Michael mm-hmm. Taylor who did that one. Yep. But, you know, you're pretty darn close. So I'm pretty I know. Excited. Who would have thought? Who would have thunk? Um, impressed myself yes i also i did not ask you what are you wearing hat wise what does it say on there oh this is um this is from a distillery in vancouver ah. i couldn't read it on the thing but yeah it's roots and wings distillery so it's mm. a it's a farm distillery out in near abbotsford outside of vancouver out in the country and nice. um it's a great little distillery they have a great restaurant if you go out there they make uh, gins and vodkas and uh, liquors, and um, they have the, this organic menu and this organic farm. It's a great t- tasting kind of place. I love mm-hmm. it. It was cool. just super charming. I yeah, love that's it. That's my hat. Let me show off my show and tell. Here's my what shirt. Uh, as you can see, this is a tribute number to the original stunna. original series phaser there and mm-hmm. number one stunner. This is one of the very, very early t-shirts that I had basically had in my line of shirts from yeah that's a long, long cool. time ago yeah so i just found this in the closet i'm like hey i should put this on i haven't yeah. worn decades it seems all right let's jump right into our recap starting with our poetry synopsis yes always and, starting with the poetry yes of course and here we go with my okay. haiku of the disease yes harry has a glow disobeys Janeway's orders, lives with pain of loss. Oh, uh, yeah. That, it, yeah, the haiku does capture it. Hmm. Okay, but let's now hear... for the limerick. Yes. Here we go. Our limerick for the disease. 
Voyager runs into a xenophobic species. Harry chooses tall for his main squeezies. Freedom finally takes wing. Seven says, here's the thing. Turns out love isn't actually a diseases. Wow, <laughs> you made up your own words for this one. It is. Well, when I started with diseases. xenophobic species, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, squeezies, diseases. <laughs> okay. So, you know, when Rebecca gets back from the post office, do you want her to come up with another one? <laughs> I like this one. Yeah. It's cute. It's cute. It's cute. But you you went, you took some artistic license. You brought in words that Sometimes don't Sometimes you have to add a little e, a little cutesy. Sometimes the limerick needs a little fun. Okay. All right. Okay. We will allow your, your, your new words that you've invented. If I was to make up random words, you might say that I was, you would say that's, you're not, you've cheated on this basically. <laughs> I, I, you would, you'd call me out on it. So that's I'm going to, but I'm the thing call... about the limerick is it's got to yeah. have a little fun to it. It does have fun. Or else it's, it's, or else it's not a real limerick. But, if but it's the, too serious. But the limerick itself and the structure that of the limerick is already fun as it is. And true, then true. you don't have true. to give the extra zhuzh to there. I mean, I, I'm, I'm very appreciative of diseases and and squeezies, <laughs> squeezies, squeezies. <laughs> you could, and I'll tell you, any six year old listening Paul's to Delta Flyers, squeezies. <laughs> yeah, any young Delta Flyers listener or viewer is going to be absolutely going to love the ecstatic with the, the extra. Flare. Oh yeah, yeah. It's got a little flair. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. All right. Tele teleplay by Michael Taylor, story by Ken Biller, directed by David Livingston. Yes. Let's talk about our guest stars. Let's talk about Musetta Vander. Musetta Vander, she played Tall mm -hmm. in The Disease. Yes, Musetta Vander has been acting for a very long time. And I recall when she was cast, I was, uh, I was pretty excited because she was in the feature film, The Wild Wild West, which once was a TV oh, show. Wow. Yeah, and then um, it became a feature film. Kenneth Branagh played the lead uh, bad guy in that. And she mm -hmm. was one of his sidekicks, uh, you know, sort of like the two henchmen of the bad guy happened to be two women. So uh, Musetta was one of them. And I remember, oh, wow. yeah, I remember going, oh, I know who you are when she showed up on set. But, you know, her resume is a very long, long, long resume. She's still acting right now as we speak. Oh, great. Uh, Christopher Liam Moore, who plays the, the stowaway. And funny enough, when you look up like the script online, there's no name for his character except for Stowaway. Is all it right. says on there. I'm like, that's okay. probably what it was on yeah. in the script too. Yeah, yeah, which is yeah, that's interesting. Um, what's interesting with Christopher Liam Moore is that he was already on Voyager as a guest star. What? Yes, he had a lot of alien makeup on, but he was. Who was he? Well, he was in the episode with the with the dinosaur aliens. So, um, really, yes, he was one of uh, he was one of the um, one of those uh, planet. Star, yes, the, the the species that was living on the planet. Well, this yes, exactly the the species. Remember, they distant origin was the mm -hmm. name of the yeah mm -hmm. name of the episode. So he was uh, one of the uh, I'm going to call them dinosaur aliens, but you know that yeah. he was one of those guys. So um that's chris wow. Mm -hmm. wow. he went to harvard uh and then charles rocket charles rocket plays yes. interesting name because when you look it up it's spelled j-i-p-p-e-q jpeq 
which I thought was, wait a minute, is it JPEG? Is that, you know, a JPEG? (laughs) Maybe, maybe that's what he was named after, JPEG. I don't know, but JPEG was his name. Uh, Charles Rocket, I did not know this, but he was a cast member of Saturday Night Live in 1980. I I had no clue. And I was like, I had no idea either. The time that he was on there, the, there was a segment he used to do where he would go out on the streets of New York City and sort of just talk to random people on the street. Right. And that has still right. been known as one of the strongest segments of his time on the uh, on SNL. Like that was one of the best really? segments for the entire show. So still very talented individual, very comedic. Before acting, Charles Rocket was a news anchor. Was so he really? Yeah, so he delivered the news on wow. you know, couple, two or three different stations in different parts of the country. So this this man's resume, he's, he's done it all. Wow. He's done it all. I feel like he was friends with Bob Picardo. I, I don't know why. I feel like I could was. believe that. I could believe yeah. that. He's originally from Bangor, Maine. And, you know, I... I I think SNL was his very first credit, nineteen eighty. Yes, which is amazing to be cast as that without any prior resume, you know. So, um, mm-hmm. really accomplished individual. Okay, let's start. Let's get into it. Let's jump right into it. Let's Exterior, because sh- I'm sure you've got a lot to <laughs> yeah, say. I got a lot to say. Exterior Mr. shot of the uh, Mr. Love Man. Exterior shot of the Varro ship. Really cool shot because you see it just tracks along the side of this it's, very yeah, long it's ship. It's a very cool, very, it feels like a big cool movie shot. shot. Yeah, and it was a, it just, a bunch of that stuff in this episode. I thought the vis effects of that yeah, ship they were did a great so job. And, and that opening shot where it just kind of tracks along the side of the ship to show you the, the magnitude of this ship, how big mm-hmm. this ship is. And then it starts kind of veering in and, and focusing on one segment and then a little bit closer. Then now you see some windows to some quarters and you 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 go into the quarters, actually. Really cool shot to the point where yep. the doors open to the quarters. And it, now well, you it start flies the, through the portal. It flies. Yeah, it goes along, into the into, into the, the ship the room and then yeah. the empty room for a minute and then yep. pushes right up to this door. Right. And the door and, flies open and it tilts and, down. And you see the feet first. Right. Mm-hmm, and it's yeah. feet of two people. They kind of come up. Then the camera kind of raises a little higher and you see it's Harry and somebody, an alien. And they are just, you know, kissing. And, and, and she pulls his communicator off. That was mm-hmm. a funny scene I, with with uh, Harry. Harry going like, hey, 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 I need that. And she's like, wait, that's my communicator. She's like, yeah. no, 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 no put no, the no. work away. Put that away. And it's then tough. she pulls up his shirt and starts kissing his belly. Oh, yeah. Or my what? solar plexus. I don't know. She's right there. And my, my, I got my third chakra is where she's kissing. I felt like I was, <laughs> I was watching something I shouldn't be well, watching. Well, Robbie, you got to see my nipple. Right there. I did. You got to see my nipple. And I, I, you know, I was thinking Robbie's looking at my nipple right now. Everybody's, probably. everybody's seen your nipple. <laughs> Everybody has seen my right free, nipple. Free the nipple. Free the nipple. So yeah, I had a, the nip slip and, uh, and I start glowing, which is different. Yes, <laughs> you become suppose. translucent. <laughs> it yeah. looks like a, yeah. yeah like, what, what do you think? Like a jellyfish or I, I don't yeah, know what you would have Something like that. that. To, yes. But reptilian almost yeah, yeah. it was very spots um, and stuff <laughs> yes very good. much so and it kind of reminded me a little bit of of avatar and there's a lot of like yeah. you know things that happened there with glowing and you know what and, and then was it also, awkward to shoot that scene was it awkward to do the like do you remember it, yes it was i was it yeah. was awkward and and the other glowing thing is from twilight the the, the vampire series where the, oh, the yeah. vampires glow and i'm wondering 
if Stephanie Meyer, the author of Twilight, was watching the Voyager episode and went, oh, I think I could include that in my yeah. vampire series. It was awkward for me. I remember before that particular scene, I was actually outside the set. I was on the soundstage, but I was outside this, the actual set and I was doing push-ups, and and uh, it was um, Billy Pete that walked up and he was like, "If you ain't got it now, you if you you know <laughs> he was pretty, pretty much like it ain't gonna change in like a few push-ups basically." <laughs> and I said, "I said, listen, Billy, I'm just trying to get a bit of a pump, you know. That's all. I just want to get some blood going in there, through there. So it, so you know, that's it. I, I know yeah. I'm not going to, to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger in a matter of three sets of push-ups, but." I want to get this pump going. And yeah. I was extremely nervous because, um, yeah, I mean, anytime you do a scene like that and you're that close to somebody and you and, just met them. It's yeah, and this is the first scene in the episode, but not necessarily, probably not the first scene that you filmed with her. You probably had worked with her on other days before you filmed the scene would be my guess. Yeah, I've, I recall that the scene, there's a scene later where I'm in sort of a tank top and I'm told, this is when I'm stressing out and all worried and everything a little bit yeah. later. I do feel like that was filmed first. Early. Yes, I do. Interesting. Like the, yeah, yeah, which was definitely very interesting. Yeah. Um, I, again, extremely nervous and then that and at that time i still had the super sweaty palms and everything and so you know i even told and a lot of times whenever i had scenes where i had to, to be very physical or had to touch another a guest star's hand or anything else i would always say like just you know i i suffer from excessive sweating and and i'm i'm sorry if you end up feeling my sweaty palms you know, right and have to deal with that but i i would you know preface it or begin by saying this just to make the other person comfortable and of course every everyone's been very very accommodating and like oh yeah, yeah don't worry about it I'll, it's fine it's okay i'm not gonna i'm not gonna freak out i'm like okay yeah. good yeah, yeah, yeah um but i just remember i was supremely nervous before every single scene of intimacy with her um, yeah it's awkward you know you're yeah. dealing with somebody that you don't really know and mm -hmm. having to fake these sort of love scenes these passionate scenes and yeah. and you had a lot of it i mean this story was really authentically it wasn't just a um a story with gratuitous sort of sexual scenes because it was fundamental correct to the to the story that you feel their emotional mm -hmm. connection the physical connection just the that sort of romantic ideal kind of connection that people mm -hmm. the deepest kind they feel and i thought it was great yeah you know what's funny is that this scene or this episode was filmed 23 years ago but watching it now I was laughing with nervous laughter, you know, when I was right. seeing a lot of these scenes. So I was right. still nervous for myself, even though right. this is over two decades ago that this was wow. filmed. All right. So we have an exterior shot of the, mm -hmm. after we come back from the opening credits, we have an exterior shot of the uh, Varro generational ship while we have Janeway's supplemental captain's log. She's talking mm -hmm. about after two weeks, uh, we are close to repairing the Varro warp drive, but then she mentions that it seems like some of them would rather give up warp than accept help from outsiders. So now this is our very first indication that this is a species that has really tried to stay away from mm -hmm. any other species because clearly mm -hmm. they've dealt with some 
uh, not so savory characters in the past, or, yep. uh, and so they've had to they've had to basically kind of exclude themselves or, or excommunicate themselves from the rest of the the quadrant to just yeah. keep safe. Evidently, we are now on the Varro what what is listed as the control room in the script. It looks like an engine room. Yeah, it looks or like something. engine room, something like that. Yeah, yeah, like their so, main control room. Yeah. So can we call it source. control room? Control room from now on, if sure. we, you know, if yeah. we go through. Okay. Yeah, she enters the control room. And yep. she starts to talk with Jepek. Is that how you pronounce yeah, it? Yeah, Jepek. Jepek. Mm -hmm. And he says the uh, he says he's like, "What are you doing in here? We told you, you know, I told you the central <laughs> control room, the, the control limits. room is <laughs> off limits." Yeah. So more xenophobic kind of like boundaries. Mm -hmm. She says she's going to check the antimatter injectors. Yeah. They check yeah. them. They are back online. By the way, her hairdo. It's like. I don't know. I've never seen her hair quite so. It almost looked like greasy. She had grease on her face. Like she, yeah. can, her her sleeves are rolled up. Yes. I was like, what is this look? Is she like a, <laughs> is she like working at an auto repair center yeah. or something? It was just bizarre. Oh, yes. Um, so anyway. clearly, clearly the Varro ship is is a 57 Chevy or whatever that you got to yeah. work on. So like, it's, where did the grease come she's from? She's got it all over herself. But, yeah. you know, he does let he eases up a little bit because his whole complaint is you've been here for two weeks and you've there's I've seen zero progress. Yeah. And that's when Janeway says, well, take a look at the antimatter injectors, like you said. And he mm -hmm. looks at it and they're back online. And they're this gives him a, this gives him a little bit of like pause. And he's like, OK, mm -hmm. wait a minute. These people aren't they're trying not they're not trying to dupe us because I, I really felt like he felt that we were grifters, that we were trying to con him, even right. at this point, two weeks right. away. But then we we find out in this conversation because Janeway talks about we're kind of this we're kind of the same we're like, we're cousins. like cousins yeah. yeah and that you guys started out 400 years ago with one ship and slowly but surely you've added on and now it's a generational ship and we may also end up mm -hmm. being a generational ship in terms of our yes. timeline of getting mm -hmm. back to earth and uh, you know after this little story of of uh of camaraderie that janeway you know, throws out there to try to you know butter him up a little bit now we see tom and balana enter so you guys pop in there really quickly and, and we have grease yep we've got grease. the grease and the parts the car parts grease monkeys as well coming yep. in there and voyager hails chakotay calls in and says okay we're ready for the transfer the antimatter transfer mm -hmm. so the next scene is uh we go into tall's quarters mm -hmm. and uh she wakes up and by the way she was wearing a sheet wrapped around her so clearly yeah. they had rolled around in the sheets and I, but you could see on the sheet that it was literally built to cover her. Like you could see the structure in the seams where they had sewn this, like that was her costume was a sheet. What? I don't know if you, yeah, you saw you, the seams in the sheet to, that you could covered see her where body? it had been sewn wow. around like her armpits and stuff. I did so not that catch that. She probably wore that as a costume so she could walk onto set, lay down. Wow. And then they draped the sheet around. So it looks like it's just wrapped around her. But it was literally a costume built for Yeah. Her. Now, I, my question is, do you think all Varro people have that crazy tattoo on their spine? Yes. Or that those markings? Yes. Or, or is that even a, is that, yes, is that a tattoo? Or is no. that a biological marking that it's is It's a biological, okay. it's got to be all a right. biological thing. Because okay. when you were glowing, yeah. you had a similar kind of look. Oh, You know okay. what I mean? The okay, glowing okay. had the same right. pattern. 
All right. And Harry is staring out a window at this point when she wakes up. And she's like, come on back in. Oh, and he's in a tank top and shorts. Yeah. How'd you feel about that? I think they asked me to be just in the shorts. And I said, no, because I felt Mm. like, you know, I was, I just, I felt like I wasn't built up enough to really just take it. I don't think our cast was known for our. No, we're not the buff cast. I felt like, all right, I'm going to get, have them put a tank top on me. I'm not going to be shirtless. I'm going to cover some skinniness. Yeah, it worked fine. The shorts work. and the tank top work good. She goes, come on, Harry, let's cuddle. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, no, he's worried about work and everything. Mm-hmm. And she says, come back here. That's an order. Yeah. That when she, she orders you. Orders She's me like, All right. If he's such a workaholic, I'll just make it like work. Yeah. But he jumps back in bed and all of a sudden there's a shake. Yeah. And we realize the warp plasma transfer has started. Started, which he's supposed to be at. He's not she's there. Supposed to be at- Harry tries to put on his uniform. She's it's laughing. It's her, yeah, it's her clothes. Cute moment though, right there yeah. for sure. When yeah. he he realizes it's not, he throws it at her. She's laughing, mm-hmm. and then I love I love this part. And and I'm putting on my uniform now. And I said, look, you don't understand. If I'm not at my post, she goes, you'll be executed. Like I just love yeah. that line. You'll be executed. So now um, we're at the Varro control room, and mm-hmm. Bellana and. Tom are already there. They're doing their plasma transfer and they're talking about classical music. And well, te- because of Tom's button pushing technique. Oh, that's because what I, was, I was doing the underhanded. She's like, oh, uh, maybe you should try some Tchaikovsky next or something. Chopin. 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 Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Chopin next. Because right. I was I was doing a fancy the, like fast button pushing. Oh, that's what it was. Oh, got you. I was. Okay. There. I remembered shooting the scene actually because I oh, remember really? like what can I do that that would be so different in terms of like it's button pushing. How right? You know, I was yeah. like, oh, you know how piano players sometimes do like the the playing piano and then they sort of cross over. So that's what you did. I was like, purpose? oh, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do something <laughs> like that. Because it'll be different than yeah. hey, I haven't seen anybody do the. No one do, does that. Instead of the overhand, I'll do the underhand. underhand. <laughs> so I was like, push, 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 underhand, push, 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 underhand. Underhand. Oh. That was my invention, the old underhand move. I love it. I think I trademarked it I, for yes. all of Star Trek. If anybody ever does an underhand move, you better talk to Robbie. I mean, pay up, pay <laughs> up before people. litigation begins. That's right. Um, so yeah, so you know. It's definitely not lost upon both Balana and Tom that Harry is late. Yes, Harry and says, his, Harry comes his up with some, jackets undone. He's yeah. got, yeah, but he's got his cockamamie excuse. He's like, oh, yes, I was checking the plasma conduits mm-hmm. in section 22. And uh, yes, that's not that's not the truth, clearly. No. And Balana has been, Balana discovers that the, there are micro fractures. All over yeah, the hall. Kind of shaking. It's like I gotta say that when Tall and Janeway and Japek yes. are standing there in a three shot and shaking, shaking, shaking. Yeah. I did not buy Tall shakes. She needed to see the shake video. Mm, she didn't she see not, the shake video. No, it was it was like a dance move she was yeah, doing. Yeah. I didn't buy her shakes. I'll just okay. say that doing okay. shake Star Trek shakes is or it's not easy. Yeah. Not everybody I, can do it. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And and maybe they just didn't give her the tutorial beforehand. I don't think know? she got the tape, the videotape no. that was sent to all of us. No, she didn't get it. Okay. Anyway, there are micro fractures. So we have to abort this uh, transfer. transfer. 
And Janeway's like, well, we're going to have to investigate where are these micro fractures? The guy right. goes, what are you talking about? That's going to take days. She's <laughs> like, well, the, we better get started. The sooner the better. But the but the issue is these micro fractures have never been detected before. Yeah. Uh, even during this entire two-week investigation, now they all of a sudden they just pop up out of the blue. So it's strange. Mm-hmm. It's a little weird. Yeah. A little Suspicious. Weird. Suspicious. Suspicious. Or sus, as the youngins say today. Yes. So uh, uh, We go to a hallway scene, and mm-hmm. here's a nice Tom and Harry scene. Yeah, we're exiting a transporter room, right? So we leave the transporter room and go into the yeah. hallway. Mm-hmm. And Tom is very suspicious of what <laughs> Harry's been doing. He's like, what, what's going on? I know, tell me, tell me what's yeah. going on. And I love when, when Tom says, you know, haven't you learned anything from me in the last five years? <laughs> yeah. And here we go again, always going after the impossible woman. Always right? going after the impossible. By the way, I got to say, I, as I watch this, I remember looping this scene. Are you and kidding? I, wow. I totally remember because oh there was God. one line. Yeah. And it was, it was a section from, uh, I wrote it down. Oh, here we go again. Then Harry says, what? And then Tom continues, you going after the impossible woman, a hologram, mm-hmm. an ex-Borg, the wrong twin. Yeah. And now a girl from a xenophobic species. And I had to do a couple of those lines in a row, like the, oh, here we go again. Uh-huh. And I had to loop it and we're supposed to be walking. So there I am in the looping stage, pretending to walk in place, trying to get the timing of, oh, here we go again. What is you? It was, I, I must've done this 50 times. Oh, it's not, one of those that you got stuck on. <laughs> I got stuck on this yeah. and I remember, I don't remember filming this scene, yeah. but yeah. I remember looping it. Because I was there for a long time with this section. Uh, I And you're not alone in being stuck. I think every single Star Trek actor has been stuck on some piece of looping throughout their looping this one was, career. This one, this one was, was a the tough toughest. One? Okay. Yeah, this one stands out for sure. Yeah, mine has always been the word H-U-L-L. Hull, hull, hull. A lot of times I'll say hole and it sounds like hole, H-O-L-E. And so yeah. I, I had issues with hull. You had issues with this one. My goodness. Yeah. I didn't know. This that. one was just like the timing and the length of it. My timing was very weird. This is also news to me. So when you do voiceovers of a walk and talk, you actually walk in place too? I will sometimes. Yeah. Wow. I want to get like the you know, the, I, the feeling of what that does in your body as you're yeah. talking. Cause if I'm just standing there, it's not going to match. It's not going to sound yeah. like I'm walking. Well, you know, when it comes to physical exertion, if there's something where I'm, I'm pulling fighting myself up, I will like fighting, I will kind of get into that too, but I've never, I never simulated, simulated the walk during a walk and talk. And so this I is did news that to during me. looping, but wow. sometimes they would hear it and they, you oh, know, they, they tell you to be quiet. They'd say like, yeah, can yeah. you walk? Yeah. Or do, yeah. You, do you need to walk? Can you walk softer? <laughs> like, we I don't need you. Shoes You're not a before. Foley artist. Yeah. So I, I took you, my shoes off. So I'm just in my smart. socks. So I can smart. move around. Okay. This is a standout looping scene for me. Okay. I didn't know that. And I didn't love my performance because of the loop. Cause I knew the whole thing was looped. Oh, I was wow. like, God, my voice doesn't sound it just doesn't sound like it I'm didn't really match present. It yeah. 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 It didn't, didn't okay. For me. And then, you know, at the very end, you know, Harry Harry's to like convinced, okay, fine. I'm, I'm going to put her out of your out of my mind, it, put her out of my mind. I'm going to end it. Right. Done. I thought, Oh, good. Yeah. But the, ha, ha, ha. But the minute, the minute you're Soon gone, he goes in his quarters, <laughs> right quarters, to the video call, right yeah. to the video call. Yeah. 
I got to say, I, more than anything, yeah, lots of cute dialogue and flirting. But what bugged me throughout this entire episode was Harry's hair. What? Oh, my God. Yeah, because you this like, was the... You sound uh, like the network. I'll tell you what happened. I, I sound like Carrie McCluggage's office, mm -hmm. don't I? What happened was the hair department decided to invest in these steam rollers, these steam-based rollers, and they rolled all my hair to give it volume, okay? okay? Then they would style it. But because of the rolling, it, it looked kind of poofy like I had a perm, like I had a body hmm. wave or some type of perm in there. I didn't notice your hair looking very different at all. Uh, it's It was poofy and permy looking. Wavy looking. Yes, the entire episode. And it just, it pulled me out a lot, unfortunately. Oh, that's funny. I didn't notice it at all. Didn't look bad to you. So that's good. I did I mean, not even know, not okay. even a little. Okay. Honestly, like I, right. would, I would tell you if I had even yeah. thought of it for a second, did you not never even, even it, it. it didn't cross your mind for a millisecond, uh -uh. the entire nope. episode. You never thought like, wow, his hair looks kind of nope. weird. Okay. No, I thought your hair looked good throughout. Okay. I did notice Janeway's hair when she <laughs> yes, was you did. the auto mechanic <laughs> yeah. scene, but I did not. <laughs> All notice right. Hers. All right. Let's, let's move on. Um, All right. But there's an awkward conversation where they're yeah. kind of recounting the night before. And I got to yes. say, it went, it went a little... I feel like when Harry said something like, well, the birds and the bees would be very confused. I'm like, yeah. that sounds so kinky. I don't want to hear like <laughs> what, I don't want to imagine like the details. Just, <laughs> it, it just felt a little yeah. too specific for me for was, comfort. I got it. Was it too, it was a TMI? Just a, it little, was a little TMI. TMI. Okay. Yeah. That's that is. I was fine. like, "What the hell happened?" Yeah. That the bees and the birds and the bees won't even understand. Yeah, I was so cringy over my hair. I didn't even notice the conversation. I was like, "What is my was, hair doing?" Okay. Yeah, I was cringing a little on the a little on the dialogue. That's all yeah. right. That's all right. Now we cut to the bridge, and yes. Tom is so impressed with the Varro systems, the ship systems. He's so impressed. He's really he's excited. So, oh, he's so into it. I've never seen. Well, I never have seen, seen Tom excited, but not this excited. Over, yeah. it was like, oh my god, you can was, recreate, you can recreate the Vulcan homeworld in your quarters, Tuvok, and and Tuvok mm -hmm. is like just non-plused. He's like, whatever. I, I have, I, like, why would I do that? He has no, he doesn't care at all. Yeah. Paris is trying to sell really hard to Tuvok mm -hmm. and Tuvok is just not buying it. Yeah. I, I love when he's like, oh, Paris literally like, <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. I give up. I quit you, or something. You've yeah. never, ah, you've never had it. <laughs> in all of the episodes yeah, leading yeah. up to this point. And so, I, yeah, my note was like, look at Paris freaking out. Oh, I was like, this is new for me. It's yes, new. I give up. Yes. And then Chakotay goes, so quickly or something? Yeah, yeah. But he says it, but he's talking to Tuvok. It's almost like yeah. they have an aside never conversation. Seen him, yeah, they, yeah, he's like, I've never seen Paris give up that quickly. <laughs> How, so how'd weird. you do it or something? And yeah. Tuvok's like, I just let his own- His uh, own illogic, Ill, yeah, illogic. illogic. And the conversation, him. yeah, yes. oh frustrate him or something. So bizarre. It was really very weird. funny. Tuvok detects the unauthorized transmission, and Chakotay orders Tuvok to investigate further. Then we cut to Harry's quarters. Mm -hmm. So they're picking up this call that More. Harry's making yeah. that he's More. not supposed to be making. Correct. More flirting. But I have a question. Why did you have all that big plate of fruit by your computer? <laughs> like, where did that come from? All of a sudden, I'm like, is he going to eat that? Like, it's weird fruit. <laughs> Harry's gonna, gonna, gonna use like the fruit sex or something. <laughs> Clearly, again, I was so distracted by my 
my poofy by hair. Your, I, yes. I didn't even notice the fruit. By your you perm. Caught, you By my perm, but you caught the fruit, which is really yeah. I was just like, oh, good. no, they're going to start <laughs> using fruit. And it's going to be super awkward. But All they right. do talk about, like, where would you want to be? You yeah. could be anywhere right now. So you start mm. to get this idea. She's got an itch to travel. Yes, venture. You're starting does. to feel feel that. And yeah. then we cut back to the bridge mm-hmm. and we see Tom saving you. Yet he again. does. So, yeah. So the message has been sent to the Varro ship, the communication or the message, section 16, living quarters. So Tuvok's kind of, you know, he's the minute he says section 16, living quarters, Tom is like, like he immediately realizes. And yeah, you do. You are the ultimate. I save your butt. I I end the transmission. And then I'm like, Oh, it must've been a mistake. Probably not a, not a big deal. And Mm -hmm. I literally like, I make another big face. It's like, this is the big acting scenes on this the bridge. This is Tom's facial mugging episode is what it oh is. Oh my God. You, you got to, to mug Somebody's got to do the big acting. <laughs> um, yes, but thank you. Thank you for saving my butt. I do appreciate mm-hmm. that. We jumped to Cargo Bay and we're listening to Chakotay talk about, you know, what we have to do mm-hmm. to help out the Varro ship. Tom and Harry are standing in the back. And that is when Tom spills the beans about what he did for Harry and uh, yeah, so this huge conversation happens. And I, my note was that I wish I would have taken more time with these lines. Like I just, I spit them out so quickly. I, I feel like I would have tried to be a little bit less forthcoming about what has happened with Tall and I. I would have tried to hide it more maybe, you know, mm-hmm. and, and to say, oh, that was just work. But I just give up the information. I give up the 411 immediately to you. I'm just. It and- seemed to me like you were answering quickly because you just didn't want to talk about it. Everybody's standing around. Okay, so I re- I re- it played okay to you. It played, it played all right. Okay. All right. I remember okay. filming this scene actually, and it was one of those where the camera sort of pushed past everybody into our private conversation mm-hmm. and we had to supposedly we were whispering, you know, that no one could hear us. Right. But of course the other actors are standing right there and can hear us. So it's just, I I do remember filming this scene and feeling a little bit like it went from this wide shot with everybody pushing in, but they were still there. Like, what are we doing? Can't they hear us? In fact, I feel like Beltran or somebody was like, we can hear you. <laughs> I feel like I remember that, yeah. them like You're joking about that yeah, maybe at the end yeah. of the take. We yeah. can still hear you, Tom. Still yeah. hear you. Just because you're fake whispering doesn't mean we're not two feet away. So yeah. fake whispering is whispering? Yes, whispering. Whispering. Exactly. All right. Um, and then, you know, he gives out duty assignments where everyone will be paired into teams of two. Yeah. And seven has been assigned Harry. She walks up with the duty assignment and hands me the pad. And that's the end of our whispering scene. So we. I thought this is on. maybe the point where, you know, seven and Harry have to team up and then that's when it breaks into the musical number of his fantasy about seven but it never happened but i was just hoping that <laughs> there would be a musical number in this episode. there should have been there yes. really should have been instead we go to astrometrics harry and seven are working and harry says what does she think of love yeah. and she's like well what kind of but, love uh, well, well, fam- before she familial said, love? yeah but but he prefaces it he goes seven you've been around humans for a while now what do you think about love? And I laughed at that because I'm like, no, she's still new to humanity. What are you asking her for, the for advice person. for? Yeah. She's the last person to ask. But she does say uh, over 6,000 assimilated species have 
all um, experienced love. This, well, that she says this condition. Not, she calls this it this condition. And then she calls it a disease for the first time. She yes. says it's kind of like a disease. I just want to say the original script, when it was sent to my house for me to read, it was entitled Alien Love Story was the name of really? this. Yes. And then and then later revisions, it said the disease and it said FKA, formerly known as Alien Love Story in parentheses. It's on the nose to what Seven's analogy is and... I did put disease in my uh, limerick, so I'm glad it's called d- the disease. But um, you said yeah, diseases. Yeah, you, you made all. The, I'd rather this episode be called the diseases than the disease for yes. sure. <laughs> Harry uh, glows. Uh, he starts to glow, and yes. that's when Seven notices like you are glowing. And Harry's like, "No, it's nothing. It's fine. Just, just a little." I don't know. It's just nothing, nothing. It's just the lighting. You must be yeah, confused. Yeah. yeah. And Trying he to cover again. it up again. You can't cover nope. it. Nope. No. And um, it was so awkward filming this end of the scene because she says, you know, you must report to sickbay. I'm like, no, I'm good. And Jerry physically grabs me and yanks me out of that set. Of that set. And I just remember feeling so awkward filming this. It's just like, I'm being grabbed by the teacher. Like, you're going to the principal's office is how I felt. And that was one of the awkward moments there at the end of that scene. I remember that. Yes. And Harry's like, I feel fine, doc. I feel fine. <laughs> and the doctor's like, yeah, you should feel wonderful right now. Your beta endorphins are abnormally elevated. And, you know. <laughs> yeah. And every question he asks, I'm like, nope. Because did you eat any weird food? Nope. Did you do this nope, on that ship? Nope. nope. None of that. And then he's like, all right, we're gonna have to like have a yeah. lockdown. This could be yeah, a, this could be so, alien virus. So an alien virus and quarantine. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. I I will tell you, <laughs> maybe. But uh, seven, can you leave? And she's like, well, I should be here in case there's an outbreak or something. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, please. It's personal. Okay, so she leaves. And then he tries to explain they were intimate. Yeah, yeah. And Doc's and- like, what do you mean? Intimate how? Like, <laughs> he goes, you know, intimate, like personally. Like we were connect. He's like, yeah, you were personally how? Yeah. And finally, Harry's like, sex. We had sex, okay? We had sex. <laughs> It was very funny. Oh, awkward. Uh, yeah, just super awkward. And the doctor's like, look, I'm sorry to, to tell you this, but I must report this to the captain. Must report it. And I must, you know, uh, give you a checkup and your friend. <laughs> your friend. <laughs> yeah. That's awkward. It is Ugh, so, awkward. so awkward. Oh, my goodness. Go to the ready room. Janeway's pissed. Yeah, she's pissed, but I'll tell you what, we got some beautiful, uh, warm lighting on us. That sort of- Which that, is rare. Sunset. Oh, very yeah, rare. Usually facing the windows, it's yeah. dark space. Yeah. So the fact that we're facing the windows and it's that glow off right. of- Off of the Navarro ship. ship is what it is. Yeah. yeah. But I noticed the same man, thing. Man, we look- really different. We look good with that- that golden hour that nice, sort of sunset yes. lighting that we had. We look fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> Even though you were yeah. really getting uh, lectured to. I was getting and- lectured. Yep. She's entering a former reprimand into my record. And, and then yep. she orders me to break off the relationship. It's like, no, you can't see her ever again, basically. Yep. You got to end it. Yeah. Hard, hard and, pill for Harry to swallow. Yep. And now we go out into the hall and Neelix is catching up with Tuvok. Mm-hmm. And Neelix says, uh, you know, Tuvok, I 
I saw an unauthorized use of a replicator in two yeah. weeks. Like, oh, it's a replicator. Like, yeah. that's not a not a felony or whatever. It's not a big deal. Right. And Neil goes, but yeah, but it was unauthorized and they access life support. Yeah. So they use the replicator station to reroute yeah. power to a section of the Jeffries tube. And also Neelix also informs Tuvok that some of the mess hall supplies of uh, some of the rations were rations were have been stolen or taken stolen, you know, exactly. by somebody. Uh -huh. And so Tuvok, that does pique his interest. And now the next shot is Tuvok and Neelix in the Jeffries tube where they have discovered a, a, a bag of bag some of sort. rations, yeah, rations and, and a, they, it looked a like scanner. cheese, like Parmesan cheese, string cheese or, or Parmesan. String cheese. Yeah, I would say Parmesan. It looked like a yeah. hard cheese. Or it looked like soap. It could have. It could, it have, could been have been soap. soap. Yeah. It didn't look yummy though. I, no, that's all looked, I'll say. It looked very uh, uh, not um, savory. Not, nothing no. that you would want to eat on a no for no, anything. It did not Even look satisfying. On, not satisfying at all. And and the bag was very primitive. It was like a book bag. It like was a modern book bag. <laughs> yeah. It's like something you get at Barnes and Noble or something. It was. It's yeah. when you buy a certain amount of books, Barnes and Nobles gives you this cloth bag as a, yeah, as a that's what it looks like. an extra gift. And that's what it looked maybe exactly like. Maybe he's a reader. Maybe <laughs> maybe he's a stowaway. He's got a lot of time if he's stowed he's away. Big, he brought so, some books. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Tuvok senses that okay, so the life support has been beamed into this part of the section of this Jeffrey's right tube. behind this door. And, and the other part behind this door which he opens yeah. and now we see our stowaway, our stowaway for the first time and he's very very shocked that he's been caught we jump to tall's quarters tall is talking about what it would be like to see pulsars up close instead of always on long range sensors and she's not happy that they always have to stay away from other species because of this fear factor they have, the xenophobia mm -hmm. that they they all experience, or at least some of them are experiencing. And so again, we get a little glimpse into what Tall really is, is about. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. really wants to explore and get out of here and mm -hmm. not be trapped. Harry says things are going to have to change. That there's bad news. This has to end. It shouldn't yeah. have happened. The relationship. Yeah, the relationship, and yeah. then he glows again. Does he glow in here again? Because no, because she asks or he him. Said, she says he, she says to him, "Well, how did they find out?" I said, "Why?" Well, that's you know, what it was. He I glowed, glowed again. I was that's glowing right. again in astrometrics, and that's what when is I had to this? Go. He asks, yeah. and she explains it's called Olanvora. Olanvora. Olanvora, which means a shared heart. Yes, and she explains that this is a a biological connection that is permanent basically like yeah. it's in it's the varro intended, species it's yes it's intended to be a permanent bonding between two mm -hmm. varro mm -hmm. and she said it won't hurt you but it will change you she yeah. says but she's also shocked that i even experienced it too she's like yeah. wait a minute this is yeah, i didn't weird. think that yeah. this would happen to you yeah. and she said it can be reversed uh, in time yeah. slowly yeah. Mm -hmm. if we're apart and the, the the sad goodbye. It's like okay, bye. And she's yeah. like bye. And Harry's like, Are you really gonna let me leave? And she's like, well, if that's what you want. And Harry's like, that's not what I want. It's not I what I want. want. I want to be a bad boy. I want to be like Tom her. Paris season one. That's what I want. Yeah, that's so right. I turn around he, and I go back for more Nookie. Yep. And what big the hell? romantic, you know, Hollywood kiss happens, right? There. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Did you nice. notice she actually? On the goodbye, she started crying. Did you see that? She's oh, out of focus. No, She's out of focus. So uh, oh. credit credit to Mizetta Vander. She starts she starts losing it, 
And then she kind of regains consciousness. She goes, if that's what you want. And then I turn around, I guess, not oh. what I want. And then she turns from total crying to like, oh, let's get, get it on. So it's yeah. sort of, you know, a, a credit to her, her acting skills. She actually did a good job with that transition. Very nice. Mm -hmm. Very good scene. Okay. Uh, we go to the conference room next. Chakotay is interrogating this intruder. Yes. He's there with Tuvok. And they learn that this uh, Varro stowaway was able to get around Voyager systems mm -hmm. uh, through the docking port. Yeah. And he entered through the docking port and he came aboard because mm -hmm. um, he wants to get away from just like Tall. He, he wants off. Right. This. But we don't know that yet about Tall. We know Tall wishes yes. that they would be more. That she could travel, yeah. but we don't know. So he keeps no. explaining. He says, you know, he wants to get off from this mm -hmm. generational ship. And he reveals that there's a movement that he's not the only one. Rumors of a movement. Ru rumors of a movement. Yes, yes. And then all of a sudden he's like, wait a minute, you're, you're trying to trick me. Yeah. And then he realizes maybe he said too much. He clams up um, a bit. And he clams up a bit. Mm -hmm. But it's a nice scene. I think he did a great job. Yeah. Yeah. Starts to reveal a little more about maybe what's mm -hmm. really going on in this mm -hmm. generational ship. Yeah. Uh, we go to Janeway's quarters where I expected a romantic, uh, since this is a love story, I thought finally Janeway and Chicote they're sharing a romantic meal. They're going <laughs> to feel the love bug. But no, they don't. <laughs> No, no satisfaction for Casey Shippers. No, they just Janeway shows Chicote the new protocols for working with the Varro because yeah, of what happened between so Harry and Tall. Yeah. <laughs> and then um and what by the I way, love... they're drinking coffee and eating salad. <laughs> I was like, what a disgusting meal. No wonder you guys aren't getting any nookie. That's a that's not a romantic meal. Salad and coffee. Ugh. That's not a good combination. I no, think. it doesn't put you in the mood <laughs> for love. No. no. So I, I did write down, I really appreciated that Chicote went to bat for Harry. Yes, he because, does. You know, she basically he's like, said, he's like, okay. rethink this. Yeah. Like you're, you're this formal reprimand. Formal he's reprimand. got a perfect, perfect record. Yeah. Like, and then you know. he gives her the, the big question. Are you angry because Harry disobeyed orders or because he let you down, which is, you know, it's that, that's the big question. It's yeah. so true. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, this conversation is interrupted by Torres hailing the captain that she has found something very important. So off to the races, Janeway yep. goes. Again, no satisfaction for JC shippers. No. Not nope. at all. Thanks, um, Bolana, for calling Janeway yeah, out. So Eventually, the... that salad and coffee would have kicked in, and they would have had a lot of romantic time. Now, Jepek and uh, Janeway are walking in the corridor. Jepek is like two feet taller than her. He's yeah, he's a tall dude. He really is. But yeah. I noticed that a lot of his lines were just they're a little bit off. And now that I'm thinking Looping. of it, he was he looped all of that clearly because yep. he's very very. Um, terse in his his dialogue when yeah. he's talking and he's just and he's like when two people choose each other the bonding is permanent they become biochemically linked separation is rare it induces the illness sometimes fatal he looped and it. he just he looped the whole thing all looped it's never going to be the same as as what really happened on the day and so even if the audience can't tell what it is yeah there's just there's some damage done to the scene yeah. because it's just not yep uh, a real performance, but the, these are a couple in a row where I'm like, I just, yeah, I wish they would have given the real thing. Maybe there was just so much noise that it was not usable, but maybe uh, we do find out in this hallway scene, by the way, Jepek says this could uh, be fatal. 
Yes, Bertone. I, I mentioned that. And that's, yeah, yeah it could be Fader. We do learn that there. Mm -hmm. We go to engineering and Torres has discovered microfractures on Voyager's hull as oh, well. Well, in uh, one of our docking ports, so not in our hull yet. So it's yes. actually you know, the uh, part of our port docking port. Um, and it's the same, same, same fractures that the, the Varro are experiencing on their, their vessel. Mm -hmm. And Torres felt her, you know, her spidey senses came on and she felt mm -hmm. that this is not a coincidence. This is a little something weird. Seven is the one who confirms that they are synthetic silicone based parasites that feed on duranium alloys. Mm -hmm. And they were on the Varro ship, they replicated, some of them sort of migrated to the Voyager docking mm -hmm. port. And this was not something- It's not a natural occurrence. Not natural, no. This is synthetic, it's man-made. Yes. Somebody, Somebody put it there. did this. On, on purpose. purpose. Yep. Mm -hmm. So uh, we go to Tall's quarters next. Mm -hmm. She gets a, a call from Harry. Harry hails her, mm -hmm. hails her, and basically beams her out. He's like, "Get ready yeah. for a get ready for a fun ride." Yep. And she's beamed out. Now, when she's beamed crashed. out, when she's beamed out, the moment in her quarters when she's beamed out, <laughs> she kind of goes, "Oh!" She gasps and throws her head back. <laughs> and I was like, "What's going on here? Like, <laughs> did she decide to do that? Because I've never seen anyone get beamed <laughs> out where they have like a." A moment of revelation that they're being beamed out. You mean? Is that what you're saying? Maybe or yes, yes. A reaction or a reaction a to big being reaction beamed? like that. When like Neelix a, did that, when Neelix first got beamed on, he was like, <gasps> like this. He he did this thing where he had his hands up. Do you remember that? The first time we beamed him aboard, beamed Voyager. him aboard. Yes, yeah, he had, and he'd never been beamed before. So I'm assuming they okay. don't have beaming technology. So that's why I. I I wrote that off as that. I didn't see it as Okay, I don't know. Well. It took me out for a second. I was okay. like, oh, they should have just let her get beamed out like a regular beam. Okay. And then seeing her reaction on the B side. Like, it'd be different if you see it after it happens to right. react to, oh my God, I just got, what just happened to me? Yeah. But to have it like be reacting when you're still in the the part one right. seemed weird. That's all and I'm going to say. I it hear you. Weird. I hear you. And so the next scene in the shuttle Is in the shuttle when she- yeah arrives in the shuttle then i could see her going okay whoa what just happened okay but i'll, I'll tell you i'm gonna i'm gonna stick up for, for musetta on this because yeah that shuttlecraft interior shot was the very first scene that we shot together ah. okay so i'm thinking she filmed the beam out way after and she didn't and so she wasn't able to match you see what i'm saying so if yep. she filmed it afterwards she didn't know day one. She's already got day one nerves. She's a guest star on a ma major show. This is her first scene to shoot of mm -hmm. uh, of her of her work um, week. Basically, is inside this shuttle. So then, whatever she did later to be beamed out, she could not match because time wise, it was already yeah. finished, yeah. right? So, and I remember how awkward I, you know, how nervous I was to film. This, this. was the first scene that you filmed. Yes, with her story. was the wow. very very first scene was inside the shuttle. And I don't think it was David Livingston who directed her to sit on my lap, but whoever, I think it was her initiative where she thought, Hey, seems like it would have been, I, that would yeah. be my guess. And, and, and I remember being thinking, wow, good for you. Cause I'm so damn nervous. I wouldn't have even thought about that blocking move, but you, mm -hmm. you came up with this. So, and it makes it, 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 
it immediately gives you gives the audience a sense of there's this intimacy between the two of her yeah. sitting in my lap, right? So yeah. it was a great yeah. choice because I do feel like for me, I was very disconnected because I, I this is my first time working with her and she's supposedly my girlfriend, right? So there should be even more in, intimacy going on. But being the first scene that we filmed, there was that awkwardness of working with someone yeah. for the first time. Um, and especially in that scene, in that scene, I have the line, you're beautiful when you're scanning. And in preparation for that, I could not figure out how to deliver this without sounding cheesy. I was like, okay, this has got to sound like it's, it's just, it's very contemporary for 24th century. Um, this is just really easy for me to kind of throw this out there. And no matter what way I tried in, in my own personal rehearsal before I got to the set, it, yeah. it didn't come out right of my mouth and it still didn't, it came out almost creepy when I was watching it in this scene. It, it, it just, again, for me, it was not connected. And that was um, the, the one note I made for this scene is I did not, did not have that one line down the way I wanted to have it. Well, it's, it's and, funny when, when they, I mean, I know when I am directing and producing now, yeah, I try to keep in mind those issues of like, wait a minute. Yeah. Is this where in the story is this for the actors? Is right. this the best place to schedule this scene? Right. Sometimes you can't help it. Yeah. But this would I I agree with you. I think this would have been one that could have been put in a little later in the schedule would have yeah. been helpful, probably. Well, here's a question for you. When you have two actors that have just met and they have to do a scene where there's intimate moments. How do you direct the actors to get them calm enough and relaxed enough and open enough well, to be able to act present? The best, the best thing in that situation is to remind them because they're just doing the first scene in a much bigger story. Yeah. And you're asking a lot of them. So keep reminding them of the other scenes that have come before. Okay. You know, yeah. here's, here's where we saw you last. And right. And here's how we got to that point. You right. know, you guys have been through this and you've been through this. Yeah. You know, just reminding them of all that because they haven't shot it yet. Yeah. And really putting that, throwing those words out there does help mm -hmm. because now it puts everything into context. Now yeah. those actors are thinking, oh yeah, that's right. We just had that happen, which we haven't mm -hmm. shot yet. And we also had this other thing that we have not shot yet, but this yeah. all builds up to the climax of this scene. So yeah. I need to get, I need to start off already at this level and not build up to it because yeah. it's already been built up to before yeah. this. Right. So yeah. Well, that the, constant the reminder. Yeah. The interesting thing about this story for you as an actor too, is the very first shot when the door opens and we see your feet and you're kissing her, mm -hmm. we've skipped beyond all of the, first yes. meetings you never yes. had those scenes no and those I, and all I, happened off camera and i gotta say when i watched when i watched this episode just now I, and that was the very first scene of us kissing i was like whoa that's the first scene like i, I right. thought that, uh, that that it was built up to that no that was the very you first dove scene. right into the story mm -hmm. anyway she's on the on this uh, shuttle thank you for not taking the delta flyer and <laughs> getting it all <laughs> you know well we we also ruined. learned yeah we also learned with that all Harry your love making uh, with all our glowing, my delta fly. Yeah, you don't want don't our glowing glow my, you don't want our glow juices my delta you don't want our glow juices in your delta flyer not okay. in the flyer Thank all right you. all right um, well we discovered that harry talks about how he feels like a bored drone about how he goes through all these things we mm -hmm. learned that uh, he was the perfect student at starfleet academy he was the captain of the velocity team uh -huh. what's velocity 
Do you know what velocity that's a, is? It's a game, isn't it? I, I, a, clearly, it's a game, yeah. but I I don't know what the game it's is. It's like lacrosse or something. I uh, think. Okay. It's, it's like a all right high high lie and lacrosse. Yeah, mixed together. Okay, mixed together kind all of right. thing. I think something like that. Yeah. Um, Tuvok's the party pooper here. He's the one that uh, he's actually he in took the, the he Delta took the Delta flyer. flyer. <laughs> I can't believe you allowed Tuvok to just take the Delta flyer without well, if you permission. You want to get a job done, you know. Tuvok <laughs> knows the best thing to take is that Delta, the Delta flyer. flyer. You'll All get right. the job done. <laughs> yeah. So we discover that Tuvok's uh, not happy that this it's an unauthorized shuttle um, unauthorized shuttle <laughs> shuttle launch shuttle and, launch. Yeah. And Tall is wanted by the Varro authorities, yeah, which is a shock to sabotage. Well, they don't say that. He just says wanted for Varro authority, wanted by the Varro yeah. authorities. We don't know what the what it's for. There's the yeah. look. The last uh, shot is of Harry kind of looking shocked at Tall, and Tall looking back at him, kind of like, uh oh, look. Mm-hmm. We jump to the briefing room, and it's Japan. She's in Tuvok, Tall Janeway, is in and Harry. Trouble. She's in yep. trouble. She's in trouble. She's in trouble. But she does come out. She she talks about this freedom movement. And she's very passionate about it. And, yep. you know, Janeway and, and Japak are, are basically saying, you know, this is going to destroy the vessel. And uh, Tall is like, okay, well, I'm not trying to destroy the vessel. We are not trying to destroy the generational ship. We're trying to dismantle it. We're trying to separate the segments. Mm-hmm. Each segment will become its own ship so that they can go wherever they want to go. And they and- do bring up an issue of the rights of the minority, even though most people want to stay. Yes. There's enough people, hundreds, maybe yes, thousands, maybe thousands, yeah, that want to leave. They want, and off. even though it's a minority, mm-hmm. that they have rights too. And I thought Correct. that was an interesting point, just philosophically, to bring up yep. here. Yeah, is that just because the majority wants to stay doesn't mean that that minority should be forced mm-hmm. to stay a part of that. If they want to stay a part of it, then they need to follow all the rules of that group. But if they want to separate completely, that did make sense to me. Like, sure. If you want to take off, get out of here. Go do your own thing. It was a nice moment that I thought brought up in the story. Yeah. A surprising little philosophical moment. Janeway does bring up the fact that if these segments come apart, there could be decompressive explosions and casualties. So essentially, Tall, at the end of this briefing room scene, agrees to slow down the parasites to help evacuate the segments that are in danger. You know, with Harry sort of pushes Tall towards that decision and she's like, fine, I'll help slow them down, but that's all. And they exit because this has to be done now. So Tall and, and Japan. This is leave. what begins the most ambitious one I have ever seen <laughs> the on one Star shot. Trek. Oh, boy. And by the way, I remember <laughs> filming this. I'm not in the shot. You don't see me. But I was there. I spent half a day sitting on the bridge where I was not seen because this shot starts in the briefing room as Tuvok rises and brings us over to a three shot with Mm -hmm. Harry and Janeway. Then Mm -hmm. Tuvok exits. That shot continues all the way through the briefing room across the bridge. The bridge. Into Janeway's ready room. Yes. And all the way to the end of the scene. Yes. It's a one. It's a one and it's very ambitious, but it threw me off. I don't blame you. It threw me off as an actor, okay? Because it starts with when I, I, after Tall and Japek leave, I'm like, Captain, and she said, stow it, Ensign. That's, yeah, which is a great line, right? And she confines me to sickbay, basically, and I chase Mm -hmm. her out, 
And just the, the blocking, the movement to go from one set to the bridge, there's a second set to the third set, which is her ready room, then to have to go through that entire monologue, I got so out of breath, I was starting to hyperventilate, okay? And when I was hyperventilating, it then caused me to sort of, I, I started to, I actually lost track of where I was in my, my own monologue. So I went up on my line in this one particular place right after I said, do you know what love is, Captain? And I, I kind of lost my lines and we had to cut and do it again. The whole and, thing. Yes. And we had to. Oh, yeah. I, I was lost on the bridge. Again. Well, I, Robbie, I lost it a second time. And I think what happened was we did one more take and I was so frazzled. They yelled cut and I just booked it to my trailer. And really? I, oh, my God, I was crying. I was in my trailer bawling, just crying because I was so frustrated because I knew that scene and I wanted to nail it and I wanted it to do well. And I was so of, of just upset that I, it, I started crying. And I think I started crying as I was on the set. I, I, and I ran off crying and into my trailer. You know what's interesting though? I didn't know this and I don't mm. remember all of this, but when I watched the scene, you had a vulnerability in the scene that I thought was really authentic. Okay. And I do think ultimately you got a lot of vulnerability and authenticity out of that scene that may not have happened if you hadn't sort of broken down and, and kind of hit that bottom where you had to come back in that authentic way. I think, yeah, you know, maybe it, it's not pleasant. You know, it was a very unique scene to watch. Yeah. It, we, did, we didn't normally do things that yeah. way. I and thought you, it ultimately was very successful. I yeah, thought, I'm, the emotion in the scene from both Kate and from you mm. was really authentic and strong and okay. in ways that sometimes we can be very presentational in Star Trek. Yeah. I didn't feel like it was presentational. I felt okay. like that was two actors hitting well, some really authentic stuff. If you buy it as an audience member, then that's good. That's what it counts, I did. right? That's the bottom line, really. I and, was moved by yeah. it. I was but, moved by the scene. And okay. I think that's, and that's the a sign of of a success okay yeah. good and in the intro when we filmed the intro for this and i said i've got a lot to talk about this it was this scene that i really was referencing mm. okay so after the big harry kim trying to ask janeway if she's ever been in love <laughs> which i started right. laughing at um we get called into the bridge because uh there are they're detecting structural breaches on the varro ship and everything is about to uh, hit the fan, so to speak. Good enough that Janeway lets me go to the station and not to sickbay. She's like, mm -hmm. take your station. So take your station. I, I, I'm at my That's station fair. now. Yeah. Um, we are still docked with the Varro ship. The, do the docking controls are offline, according to Paris. We can't even yeah, he can't, break free. Can't, he's yeah. unable to release the docking clamps. No, no. Yeah. Um, we jumped to the Varro control room and uh, the parasites have been slowed down a bit by the Polaron surge that that Tall has initiated, but Tall yells out that they need a couple more minutes for the evacuation. Yep. And this is when back on the bridge, we realize the docking controls are now back online. We can leave, but Harry quickly suggests that we can extend Voyager's structural integrity field around the Varro ship so that we can buy them more time. Janeway thinks for a split second, and says, yes, let's do that, uh, which is a dangerous move because if an explosion yeah, happens, both, of us. Yeah, both ships are now Everybody in dies. danger. That's correct. Um, we're back in uh, the Varro control room. And now Tall is telling Japek, well, looky, looky here. Look at these strangers. These They're not so species. mean. They're, they're not, not so mean, are they? They're, they're yeah. risking their life to help save us. And then uh, I love Japek's answer. They are 
unusual. <laughs> so yes. that sounds like Tuvok, right? So he's like, okay. yeah. now Japak wants to use another Polaron surge to destroy all the parasites. And Tall says, look, it's just too late. It's going to destroy you, destroy the parasites, but you'll also destroy Voyager because they're still, you know, they're still locked on to the uh, to the, our ship right now. So she says, let them go and then let us go. And Japak finally, he relents. He's like, fine. He we'll steps back, yep. lets her do the thing. And then super, we cut out to space. Super cool shot, this exterior Super cool shot. decoupling with Voyager yeah. kind of sideways mm -hmm. and then kind of twisting and getting out. The station yeah. starts exploding, decoupling yes. into much smaller, yes. lots and lots of smaller ships. Mm -hmm. uh, we have our captain's log at this Supplemental, point. yeah. Supplemental log that most of the uh, Varro decided to stay together, but that some of the dissidents decided to go it alone That's and take right. off. Their separate um, way. Um, we jumped to Tall's quarters and yep. this is the final goodbye. Tall asks uh, Harry how he's doing. He says, lovesick, Tall as well. Tall says that they have medications and then that can help her manage it. Mm -hmm. um, and that she says she will recover eventually. Harry asks where they're going. And she says, the Notori system, the Notori system where a pair of binary stars are caught together in each other's gravity. So oh. kind of poetic and kind of, yes, mm -hmm. alluding to our own relationship. And then Harry says, well, you know, promise me something. She says, what? She says, next time you run across a class three nebula, think of me. So we have this very romantic ending moment. We oh. jump to sick bay and we see the doctor going through all of Harry's symptoms, chronic sleep loss, acute gastroenteritis. That's diarrhea. Thank you. <laughs> and we have, uh... I didn't know you could get diarrhea from being uh, heartbroken. So not only can I not sleep, but my days and nights are filled with going to the bathroom. Yeah. Um, love it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, doctor. Um, the captain says, is his condition fatal? Right. Because the doctor wants to keep him there, put him yeah. on all kinds of medications. Well, well, the doctor asked Janeway to order. She says, order he, the doctor says, order right. Harry to take his medicine. And then yeah. that's when Janeway says, uh, well, is it fatal? And he's like, well, no, but. But maybe diarrhea is fatal. I'm just going to say. <laughs> um. Okay. Um, and so she lets him just sort of stay unmedicated basically yeah. let uh, him suffer if he wants yeah and then she asks the doctor for some privacy and sits next to harry sits a, on the bed with him bed it's with a very harry sweet very close moment. yeah this wonderful two shot between janeway and mm -hmm. harry and with the final final lines being um harry says well maybe i'm not the perfect officer anymore janeway says maybe not and the camera now veers off of janeway into a one on harry and you hear janeway say but you're a better man. And so that yeah. ends that scene, which is- I love that. Yeah, yeah. Mess hall. Uh, Neelix uh, says, last call. Harry's still there. He says, good night to me. Love that little interaction between Seven and Neelix. Where yeah. He's like, oh, is there anything else I can get you? Seven says, I'm here to see Ensign Kim. And Neelix's line, Neelix. love it. He's like, oh, good luck. Good luck. <laughs> it was so good. He had three words in that line, but it said everything. And again, yeah. Ethan Phillips, uh, a master at his craft. Great job with that. Uh, and then, you know, seven comes in and starts, uh, he, she thanks him. First of all, thank you for helping me out. You completed mm -hmm. several of my astrometric scans for me. And then she says that, you know, she assumed that romantic love was a human weakness, but clearly it can be a source of strength. 
and that her analogy of love being a disease was flawed. And her apology, her final apology is basically saying, get well soon at the get end. Well so another, soon. yeah, very touching She says moment. it sort of awkwardly. Get yep. well soon. Get well soon. But <laughs> hey, but for seven, That's this, a is a, this is a huge step for her. I mean, yeah. she's so she's so dry and so like, you know, eh, whatever. And yeah. now she's like caring about somebody. So yeah. it was kind of nice to see that yeah. scene out yeah. of seven. Really yeah. good. All right. What's your theme for this? My overall? theme, here's what I wrote down. The price of real love is real pain. Mm. Because Harry's thought he he's had crushes before, yeah. but I feel like as a character, this episode was about real love. He felt it. He yeah. really it was experiencing something that was very real mm. and he felt the real pain mm. that comes along with that. So, uh, okay. Yeah. What about um, you? Yeah. Mine, I, I kind of, I felt like you would probably be going in that direction. So I went in a little bit of a different direction and my thing was just about um, uh, how xenophobia is is never a good thing. <laughs> it's never yeah. a good thing. Like you yeah. can be wary of other people or other races or other individuals. It's always good to be aware of your surroundings and of of of, of your situation. Mm -hmm. But to sort of excommunicate people or species or races because they are different from you is a big mistake. It's mm -hmm. a huge, huge mistake. You must look for collaboration. You must look for common ground when you meet people that are not like you. That, that's, mm -hmm. that's the goal is, is to collaborate and to be, to be uh, friendly with anybody, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. that is clearly not what the Varro were about. And I think that that is the lesson is be, beware. I think they of, learned you know, that lesson. I think they did. Yeah, at the very Jepec, end. Yeah, yeah they learned it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but yeah, beware of being uh, of falling down that xenophobic um, rabbit hole. Right. Okay. Right. That's awesome. Mine. All right. Okay. My rating for the disease. Yes. I'm gonna give this an eight point two. Oh, 8.2, Mr. 8.2, my goodness. Yeah. It did use a lot of the actors. It did right? use a lot of the actors. Yeah. I mean, it didn't have a lot of Balana. She had a couple of lines, yeah. you know, not a lot of Neelix, yeah. not a ton of Tuvok, but I think that it had a very relatable story. This mm -hmm. love story to me was very, mm -hmm. very relatable. I thought it had really good highs and lows. It involved a lot of the cast. I give it, uh, yeah. 8.2. 8.2. What about you? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a because of my hair. Oh no! I'm giving it a seven point nine. So what? I'm gonna go. Yeah, I gotta drop lower. I'm sorry. It's just, oh, I know. I know. It's just I like this episode uh, better than a seven. Anything. It's yeah. gotta be an eight at least. I, I'll be honest. I would have given it a higher rating if I hadn't seen it again. <laughs> Once I saw it again, I actually gave it a lower rating than really? I thought it was. Yeah, it's really weird. I, I'm just, I'm weird like that. All right. Yeah. So what are, what's the consensus amongst our admirals? So our captains, captains and admirals, our yeah. average rating for the disease is 7.1. Wow. They wow. went really low. They okay. went low, low much yeah. lower than I, th I, th I think this has to have an eight I, in front of it. I, I, I like this episode a lot. I think they were distracted by my curly hair. My maybe they hair were too. Maybe they know. were. 7.1. Oh my goodness. All right. You got an 8.2 from me. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm just going to let you know what next week is while we're at it. So what is it? Uh, next week is the episode Course Oblivion. Uh, mm. Yes. And this is an episode that I referred to before 
but I, I thought it was a different episode. And now this is finally the episode it's coming up now. So, okay. Yeah. So this episode ties in with, with an episode that Tom and Harry are pretty prominent in, in a prior episode, basically. Okay. Just, just know that. So there's a time. It's a very, very distinct oblivion. Course oblivion. Okay. Thanks everyone. We will see you next week. Thanks everybody. Mm -hmm.